Welcome back, real estate rock stars. Here is what to expect in today's show. We cover technology tools and how to use them, including lead generation through Facebook ads and webinars, tools to get menial tasks off your plate using Zapier and ChatGPT, and videos for your drip campaigns, plus SEO. Then we wrap it up with what the future holds in regards to buyer representation changes and the lawsuits with NAR. Today's guest is Jim Remley, who's been in the game since he was 19 years old, which was 32 years ago. Struggled his first year, but by year two, he listed 150 properties and ranked in the top 1% of realtors nationwide. By 24, he founded his first real estate company, which grew to 17 offices and became the largest independent real estate company in Oregon. In the meantime, since then, he has authored three best-selling books, including Sell Your Home in Any Market. Jim's expertise also landed him on CNN's Open House, and most recently, he has coached one of the largest real estate firms in Oregon to close 3,000 transactions annually with a sales volume exceeding $1.4 billion. He's also a Real Trends 500 broker and an expert in real estate sales management and coaching. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Jim Rumley. Jim. If you yes. were starting your business over today, knowing having all of these years of experience and, and tons of reps and many different aspects underneath your belt, what would you do? First thing I'd do is, uh, first of all, you gotta embrace technology. The agents that are gonna win in like the next 10 years are the ones that are gonna be, the, be rapid agents, meaning they're fast adoption and they are early adopters. So I think you gotta say, what what is the technology out there that I can use, that I can implement? There's a difference. You don't wanna be on the bleeding edge of technology, which is too far out, but you wanna be on the cutting edge. And so the, tech, the, the tools and techniques I'll be using, I just was teaching a class this morning on using Zapier to automate lead flow this year. And so th these are the kinds of tools. And so I gotta have a great CRM. I've gotta have like a basic under understanding of how to use some AI tools like Zapier and then I want to have lead magnets. I need to have some consistent lead magnets that are out there in the marketplace on social media. So I can tell you uh, like two really quick, easy to implement lead magnets. Okay. So we can break it down real quick. One for buyers, one for sellers. So for buyers, the, the ultimate lead magnet, which all top producers have in place. And if you don't, you're behind the curve already is to say, I want to have three photos of a housing that is representative of the hottest market in your area. So if my hottest market is 400 to $600,000 homes, three pictures, two exterior, one interior of a home that would represent that. Not actual listings, but a home that would look like that. So just Google and find some listings. Then underneath that or above that, I'm gonna say, uh, would you like a list of every home priced between four and $600,000 in this market? If so, click the link below. They click the link below. Now what happens? It opens up an instant form on Facebook. You don't take them to your website yet. That's the mistake that a lot of agents are making. Instant form on Facebook. That that uh, creates a lead on Facebook, which is, can be automatically filled out. It's very easy, very fast. That then is connected to Zapier. So it gets zapped over to Zapier, lands in your CRM, and you start to drip on them. But the next page they get instantaneously is a link to your website, which has that list that they can go out there and start searching for homes fastest, easiest way to build leads really quickly. And that's running 24 seven, put $5 behind that a day, watch your inbox fill up. That's oh my God. <laughs> okay. Okay. I, I'm taking notes. Yeah. So I'll be ready to come back to yeah, this. Yeah. Hit us with step two. You want step two? Step two is on sellers. So um, one of my buddies told me this technique and it's such an amazing technique. So 
with sellers, you, you, you can think about what's the hottest topics for sellers in this market, right? So hottest topics for sellers would be, uh, and you got to say, who's the number one seller in our market going into 2024? The number one seller is somebody 45 to 55 years old. We call it the silver tsunami. People that are, um, kids are leaving the house. It's me. I'm 54. My kids are all out of the house. I'm, my wife and I are actually buying another house. So I'm exactly this client, right? Uh, cash rich. You know, you don't have a lot of debt left on your house because you're equity rich. So you're not interest rate sensitive. So these are the perfect sellers. So when I'm marketing to them online, I got to speak to the speak their language. So I'm going to say, is it time to right size your house? Attend this seminar that I just created this webinar, download this PDF that I just created about the 10 things you can get to do to get top dollar for your house. So you're going to create a webinar or you're going to create a PDF around the hot topics of selling. Right. And then you're going to, I'm going to give you one quick tip on the webinar side, which is really, really huge is use a system like webinarninja.com, webinarjam.com, create a webinar, and you're gonna talk for 30 minutes, maybe have a buddy that's a lender come in and talk, and you guys are gonna just riff for 30 minutes on a topic that's a hot topic. You're gonna to put it out online, and now what Webinar Jam does is it makes it look like it's live all the time. It looks like every 30 minutes, this, li this thing's coming back live. So clients will say, oh, I'm gonna attend a live seminar. It looks live, but it's not really live. And so what happens is you get a bunch of leads flowing into your CRM that are live sellers. So that's another tactic, Webinar Jam, Webinar Ninja, to create live seller leads based on topics that are going to interest sellers. And you can think of a bunch of topics, you know, seven ways to get top dollar, seven ways to get your house ready for sale. Why should I list now versus the spring? There's a million topics you can come up with. And if you want a fast list of topics, you're like, Jim, I'm not that creative. Go to ChatGPT and ask it the question. It'll kick you 10, 10 topics in three seconds. Okay, Jim, I cannot move on. We can't go to another topic until Let's we've go. gone deep into deep. both of these because they're so freaking good. Okay, yeah. back to the buyers here. So Let's what see. do you call this, by the way? So you have, you, it's your lead magnet for buyers, yeah. but before, you know, the other one, you have the 10 things um, you need to know about selling, whatever. What is this one called with the three photos of the housing representation? I would, just call, I would call it your, um, I call it a save search lead magnet is what I call it. Because what you're doing on your website before you begin this whole thing is you're creating that search pattern. So you figure out what's mm. the hottest, what's where, where are most houses selling? Like what's the hottest area? And mm. the easiest way to look at your MLS is to say last month, what price category was the hottest that sold the most? Was it four to six? Was it 350 to 500,000? Whatever that is. Then I create that save search. So I would call it my save search lead magnet. That's what I call it. Okay. And to break this down even further, what yeah. are you actually searching in the MLS? Because you said this is the hottest price point. Like, are you searching the past, you know, going in there, closed, past 30 days, and yes. then what am I looking at? And then at? I'm just looking at, look at every listing, download the list. You'll see really quickly if there's 200 or 500 <laughs> deals closed in your market, you can see what, what's the pattern. I would take literally a red line and just mark it. Now, your MLS may kick out a report, which it probably does. And it will kick the report out that shows you the what's called price bands, which are the hottest price bands in your market. So that's probably the easiest way. Every MLS will kick out that report, but the but the down and dirty way of doing it is just to print every closing and then just see it, you know, kind of viscerally where is the hottest market. Okay, gotcha. So that that is step one. You're going to identify the saved search, like basically um, data needed to yep. find the three photos that represent that price range. And then you're going to find the house that's representative of that price range. And you're going to yep. pick your three photos. And then you're going to go to 
Facebook and do an ad? Like, wait, where, what am I doing now? So you're going to go on to Facebook, go to, go okay. to your ad, cre ad creator and your ad builder in Facebook. And I'm going to build the, the ad out and it's going to have those three photos. And then the, then the description is going to be, um, you know, see every home price between four and $600,000 uh, in my market would be in Medford, Oregon or in Southern Oregon. Um, you know, click the link here to see that list. Then you got to create a target audience. That's going another layer deeper, right? Who's my target audience? So with Facebook and really Google, um, there is, when we're in the housing category of advertising, we can't do a lot of differentiation. We've got to just say, it's gotta be like 18 to 65. You know, you can't go much beyond that. But what you can do is you can say, uh, you can search by people that have interest in, the, in housing or interest, they have looked at houses in the last 30 days or 60 days. So that is a way you can search by uh, interest levels. So that's one thing I would do on, the, on when you're creating your audiences um, so that you'll get a much more engaged audience. Yeah, I heard that recently where, you know, Facebook is really smart at figuring that out based on whether they've been on Zillow or they've been on Realtor.com and they kind of know where else they're searching to pull together that target audience. Um, 100%. And I think for this, because, you know, some people who are like, man, I want to implement this in my business, but I'm already like a little bit overwhelmed. I think, and correct me if I'm wrong, that Facebook does like prompt you through this. Like if you have an idea, yes. <laughs> it will literally be like, we want this data. Click next. Is that? Yes. It's very, very, I wouldn't call it simple, but it is very point and click. If you've, if you're able to navigate your MLS, you're able to navigate Facebook ad builder. It's not that complicated. It will okay. maybe take you a minute or two, but there's also, you know, something to be said for some people that um, are just like have a, a fear of technology almost. You still have to do these things. So it's not like you can just say, I'm not going to do this because you're going to get run over by the competition who is doing it. Right. So what you have to do is say, okay, if it's not going to be me, who's, who is it going to be? So you say who, not how. If it's beyond your scope to learn how to do it, then hire somebody who will do it that can do it. And you can find really any kid, any college kid is going to be able to figure out Facebook ad builder. It's super simple. Um, and they'll jump in and you can say, Hey, here's this idea. I want you to implement this and they'll, they'll, they'll create it for you. Okay. So to bring it back, if you were starting over today, you would embrace technology in the form yes. of an example, using technology to generate leads and that marketing piece of your business using both buyer and seller lead magnets through an example being Facebook ads yes. and question with the ads. So, you know, they've walked through, they've clicked the buttons, whatever we're set up, how much per week, per month, like what, what is the ad spend that you would recommend? Not much. I mean, for me, it would be, um, I would, you always want to be testing it and, you know, seeing what works and what doesn't work. I'd start at $5 a day. So $5 a day times 30 days is $150 a month. That's a really good starting point for, for a lot of agents. And then if you see traction though, and you say, hey, I, I got three buyers that were live buyers that I was able to start working with and it's really gaining traction every week, then I would ramp it up. I'd say, okay, let's go from 150 to $300 a month. Now let's go to $600 a month. Just ramp it up as, as it gets bigger and bigger for you. Yeah, that makes sense. It's um, red light, green light, you know, red kind light, of. Green light. Exactly. <laughs> You hit the hit the gas pedal a little bit. Is this working? Pause. You know, and then right. then push the gas a little little harder there. Okay, gotcha. Exactly. So I'm at the point. I understand how much I should do for ad spend in the beginning, and then so this ad is going out to the target audience that you've decided on Facebook, and people are clicking. And you mentioned instant form on Facebook, not direct to 
a website. What is your reasoning behind that? You, because you, you'll lose some people between the point that they click and they say, uh, okay, now I'm going off of Facebook. In fact, Facebook kind of puts up a little bit of a wall and it will say, you're now leaving Facebook. And people are like, oh, I don't want to leave Facebook. I want to stay on Facebook. So you want to make it super easy and I would call it frictionless so that they don't have any friction in, in filling out the lead form. They can just fill it out on Facebook. They can then you capture their lead. And then the next step is they get the link and it will still take them off the, off the website at that point. But at that point, you've already collected the lead. So you've already got the lead. That's the difference. And it's a big difference. It'll, it'll, it'll probably increase your lead capture by a minimum of 20 percent, in my opinion. Yeah, friction, making it as simple as possible in pretty much everything in real estate, if you make it easy for people, they're way more likely to do do the thing. 100%, you, yeah. way easier, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, sure. so I'm at this point, we ha understand the instant form, you're collecting the data, and then as soon as you collect the data, it, a couple things is happening. That data is being zapped directly into your CRM, yep. and they're also instantly getting the information that was promised to them? Is that yes. correct? Yes. So what, what happens is be, the way you can set up the Facebook form is that they're going to fill out the form. That information through your Zapier connection is going to zap over to your website CRM. Um, but the next page the client will see, it will say, oh, thank you. The next page will literally say, thank you. And here's the link for all the listings that, that are between the $600,000 price range. Click here. They click here. It takes them to your website where you have a saved search on your website that you've created that is a representative of what you promised. Okay, and then does the zap to your CRM, is that notifying the agent, you know, hypothetically you, because this, this is what you would do, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah for is, sure. At what point are you notified? And is it like speed to lead from that point where it's like a phone call, a text outreach, or is it like, let them have fun on the website for a while? What does that look like? Uh, so a couple of things, the way you'd set up your CRM, so when it zaps over to your CRM, um, you can do one of two things. When it hits your CRM, you can have your CRM set up so it sends you a notification, which is the way I have mine set up. So it'll say, Jim, you just got a lead, okay? Uh, and I'll get an email to that effect or I'll get a text to that effect. And that's the way I'd recommend you set it up. What you might find is that if you start to get a huge lead volume and you have 25 a day coming through, you might say, whoa, I don't need all these notifications. So you'll have to decide at what point you, you just look at that. But uh, then when you're talking about speed to lead, here's, here's some rules of thumb on this, um, that you, you have to consider that if somebody's filling out a form with you, it's likely they're filling out forms with other people. So there is definitely a speed to lead. We, we call it the five minute uh, lead time. Ideally, you're calling somebody within five minutes of a lead receipt. Now, that may not always be possible, but that's the ideal situation. Uh, and you'll have a much, much higher close rate on, a, on, the, on when you get to people within five minutes than if you take 24 hours. In fact, if you take 24 hours, 90% of the time, you will not close them. So you have to say, I have to be within 24 hours. The shorter that period of time, the higher my likelihood of closing is. Um, so uh, my answer would be a phone call would be ideal. A text message is, is second to that. Third is an email. So uh, email is kind of like your safety net, which is built into your CRM because you're going to have a buyer drip campaign set up. But let me give you a tip on the buyer drips today. So um, really quickly. So the, the issue with um, most CRM systems is that the buyer drips suck, right? They're written terribly, probably by somebody that wasn't in real estate or somebody that was in real estate 20 years ago. And so you read these things and it's just noise. Buyers recognize it as spammy noise. And so they delete it, they don't even read it. 
So what I would recommend is you rewrite all those buyer drips at the very least, but go a step further and really separate yourself from the competition and create a buyer video drip. A buyer video drip will completely transform your conversion ratio. So I'll tell you what, one thing that a lot of agents are doing that, that are high level agents is you can have your traditional CRM, which I recommend you zap your clients over to, but at the same time, if you wanna be really aggressive, your zap can zap it to another place too at the same time. So you can have multiple zaps. So the other place you can zap it to is BombBomb. So BombBomb.com and you create a buyer drip video drip on BombBomb. So that's 10 videos over 10 days or, or you know six weeks or whatever it is. But the first one is, hey, you just landed on my Facebook page and you click the link. Just wanna say, hey, um, I'm here to help. If you have any questions, I'll be following up here in the next few minutes. Enjoy the search. I'm looking forward to talking to you. Something like that. You know, super simple, super sweet. And that's that's really going to help close ratio as well. Yeah, BombBomb's really good too because I like that you can see when it was watched and how much of it was watched and how many yes. times they played the video, right. which is yeah. really helpful. Um, but to confirm, the BombBomb still comes to like texts or emails to them in the form of a link, right? They have to go to, they can't play it from the message. They can play it. Actually, the, the way it looks is it, I don't know how, what the back end is happening there, but yeah. it looks as if you're playing it within the email. So that's the advantage of BombBomb. Most systems, you have to click a link to go outside. So uh, BombBomb, it does appear that it's playing within the in the email. How they do that, I don't know. Okay. And, and do you know off the top of your head, if not, I mean, it's a quick Goog, but um, how much is BombBomb? I think it's about 50 bucks a month, depending on your level. Um, okay. Zapier, the first five, five zaps um, is free. So there's no reason why everybody shouldn't start using Zapier. And then it ramps up from there. But Zapier is super inexpensive. So really, really cheap. Yeah, I'm, I'm really big on, on the Zap train too. And I can't decide. I call it Zapier Zapier because I don't know which one it is. And I, I feel like everyone, <laughs> dude, right? Everyone just says like a different, different thing for it. But Zaps makes sense, which is why it should probably be Zapier because it's right. Zaps. Okay. Wow. You just <laughs> mind blown. Thank you, Jim. <laughs> um, okay. Got it. So at this point, the, we were talking about the lead comes in, which you're going to zap to the CRM. You are going to zap to bomb bomb and it's going to immediately get that video, that face that, you know, Hey, you are human. You're not just, this is the really sets you apart. And man, that is the thing about video. And, um, just overall, whenever you can do video, I feel like it's such a stronger thing. And just like you said, moving into 2024 and beyond, like, I think the people who are doing video are going to absolutely be the ones to set themselves above and beyond the competition. 100%, 100%. And, and let me give you one more tip on the bomb bomb train yes. really quickly. Um, Love the tips. Th this this is a game changing idea. I think is that you should you should like this week. Everybody that's watching this, do a video of you on your own website. Whether it's on bomb bomb, I also use a system called Loom L O O M dot com, which is also a great system. So you record yourself on your own website and acting as a buyer. And here's what you say. You say, hey guys, I just wanna take three minutes and show you how to use my website. So when you're searching for a home, you can understand you know, what to click and how to click it and what to, how, how to save a search. And if you find a property you like, how to send it over to me. So I'm just gonna walk you through it. Here's how you do it. And you walk people through the simple steps of using your website. Don't take a long time, two to three minutes, that's it. And then you're, you're gonna save that. 
that should be your second video that people are receiving from you on BombBomb. So now they're going to be like, oh, here's Jim walking me through something that kind of that's actually useful for me. Um, and you'd be surprised at how many agents don't do this and they haven't actually touched their own website in six months. They set it and forget it. And they never show anybody how to use it. And they wonder why everybody goes to Zillow and Realtor.com, right? You got to show people how to use your own website. This is a question I was going to save for a little later, but you know, you just went into the second video. So I have to know, like, what does your drip campaign, especially in BombBomb, look like? Because you said, you know, you'd put them on a drip and people hear that all the time. Like agents hear that all the time. Like, oh, just put them on a drip campaign. But I know for a fact, the idea of a drip campaign actually stresses a lot of agents out because they're like, what even is that? What do I say? It's so look? much tech. <laughs> yeah, they're just like, and then they don't do it. So yes. what does yours look like? So you want to, I use this word carefully, but you want the, you want the titling and you want the lead in to be sexy in that it's not boring, right? It has to be, oh my gosh, I, I don't want to sit through two minutes of this. So, you know, you might say something like, um, you know, six ways, you, six ways to read a home inspection when you receive your first home inspection, you know, uh, how to read a preliminary title report and, and find the three red flags that most buyers miss. You know, those kinds of things that are going to be like, oh, I need to know this. And it's not just some boring re reiteration. Um, also, you know, six things you need to look at every time you're, you're, you're viewing a home for the first time. You know, two things a buyer almost always misses during their first walkthrough of a home. Those things like, oh, I got to know that. What is it those people buyers miss? So always think of it that it's a little bit of a tease. It's something I, I, I'm going to want to know. And it's not about me as the agent. It's about what the client needs from you as an agent, right? So what the biggest mistake that agents make is it's all bragging and talking about blah, blah, blah. Nobody cares about you. So just make it all about them and what, what will satisfy their needs and their curiosity. And curiosity, uh, I'll just hit that for a second. Curiosity is the master stroke of a great realtor. You got to say, how am I using curiosity marketing in everything that I do? So everything's got to have a little curiosity aspect to it. Like I'm asking a question that's going to build curiosity so that clients take the next step with me. Here's a quick commercial break from our sponsor, Ryan Pineda. If you are trying to grow your real estate investing business, then you need to join us at Wealthy Investor. You have no idea what Wealthy Investor is. It is our coaching program and community. We have helped thousands of students worldwide grow their business. Now, it doesn't matter if you're just getting started and you're trying to get that first deal. We can help you do that. If you're trying to scale your business and go from a few deals a year to a few deals a month or even seven figures a year, we can help you do that too. In fact, last year alone, we had over 30 students do over a million dollars in revenue. And I'd love for you to be the next one. So it's pretty simple. If you're trying to grow your business and wholesale more homes or flip more homes or buy more rental properties, then you need to go to wealthyinvestor.com and book a free call with our team. It's super simple. We'll go on a strategy call with you and figure out how we can help you grow according to your needs. So all you got to do is go to wealthyinvestor.com, book the free call with the team, and we'll see you there. Now back to the show. How are you using ChatGPT in your business? How do you recommend agents use it to really, um, whatever the word is, guarantee is not the right word, but something their success next year? A couple things um, with ChatGPT. One thing that most agents don't do, which is such a simple thing, but um, you know, ChatGPT has a Chrome extension. So I would definitely recommend that everybody get the Chrome extension 
if you're using Google, uh, and it'll be right there for you to have it handy in front of you all the time. You should use ChatGTP as your own virtual assistant. Everything you start doing, I want you to start thinking, could Chat do this for me faster and easier? So any letter you're about to write, stop, have it write the letter. Any email you're about to write, stop, have it write the email. And then go back and put it in your own voice. You still got to change it because it's always going to have maybe a ChatGPT-esque voice. So you want to make sure that you are um, you know, using it in that way. The things that I've used it for recently, uh, I've had ChatGPT rewrite all my, my copy on my website. So I went page by page on my website. I put in a ChatGPT. I said, write this uh, as if you are an expert uh, in search engine optimization uh, and creating leads for realtors. Rewrite this ad copy with that in mind. And then it, it created much, much better ad copy for my, every page of my website. I then used it for um, recreating my LinkedIn profile. Took my LinkedIn profile, had to rewrite my LinkedIn profile. My Facebook profile, rewrote my Facebook profile. Um, my Instagram profile, uh, rewrote my Instagram profile. So everything about your business had ChatGPT take a second look at it and kind of be your editor and copywriter and rewrite it. That And always use the words, make it SEO friendly, and that will help you a lot. It's helped me a lot. Um, cool. So that's one That's one way I use it. Um, other ways are just creativity, cre creative-wise. Like if I got, we just had this in a, in a class I was teaching, we did it live and we had somebody that was pushing back on commissions. Like they're in the middle of a listing and the seller says, I, I want you, I want, I want you to reduce your commission. And we just had Chad PGPT re respond to that. And they wrote such a beautiful response. We just used it as written. So those are the kinds of things we're using. Yeah, that's really powerful. I think I like what you said about like, let's pretend or whatever you said to kind of set the frame for how yes. GPT was to speak. That's something that I hadn't thought much about, but recently um, my community and I had a training an AI expert come in and he was talking about like the importance of that very first sentence, let's pretend you're a blank. Yes. Um, and he also used this acronym um, that made sense to me and maybe it'll make sense to the listeners. I'm sure you already got it down, but it's P-T-A-O. So when you're communicating, like setting the framework with um, ChatGPT, the, making sure to tell them the persona, that's the P. So it is the individual to replicate. So that's the let's pretend you're whoever, right? That's the P. And then the T is the task you're aiming to accomplish. So if you tell ChatGPT what you are aiming to accomplish within this request that you're asking for them, it sets the frame. And then the next piece is the A, so audience. And that's the audience's comprehension level. So like hypothetically, you know, uh, on this podcast, a new agent, an intermediate agent, whatever, you know, we were kind of yeah. talking about that before. And then the last O is the output. So like the output is the form in which you want ChatGPT to provide the information. So whether that be like a social media post, um, an email, a text, in your case, it's that response, you know, email to whatever. Um, and I just thought that acronym was really helpful. So just wanted to share. One more thing on ChatGPT real quick, which is, is such a like ubiquitous thing now almost. It's crazy how fast we've adopted it as, as human beings. But uh, the one thing that I've seen ChatGPT do a great job with is uh, not just editing, but also the creation. So when you are, you're having like a writer's block and just having it work with you. But here's the thing where some people will say, write an article for me. I, I was watching the, one of the head programmers for ChatGPT and he said, instead of doing that, here's what you should do. You should say, help me write an article on this topic. And then what ChatGPT will do is it'll ask you a series of questions and it will help that help you write an article that's much, much better. Instead of having it write it for you, you say, help me write something, help me do something. And then it's more of an interactive uh, 
kind of response. So thought that was good. Can I give you two more uh, AI techs real quick? Oh my God, Tim, it's hit me. Yes. Okay. One that I'm using all the time, which I'm just absolutely in love with, is writesonic.ai. So I used to use a Jarvis.ai, and which then became Jasper.ai. I've now switched over to writesonic.ai. So let me give you, a, let me paint a picture for you. Let's say okay, real quick, is it right? Like, like W-R-I-T-E. Okay, perfect. Right, writesonic.ai. So let's say, you know, I know I need to put out um, a blog post every week. Let's just say a blog post, but I'm not a great writer, right? So I, I need somebody to help me with this. So with writesonic, you, you can go in and say, write an article about where the real estate economy is headed in 2024 or make or give me a forecast for the real estate economy in 2024. I know I should do that, but I just, that's like a lot of work and I don't want to do it. So what right Sonic will do is it'll give you 20 articles in front of you instantaneously and say, look at these articles. Do you want to use these? You check the boxes. Yes. I'll use that one. Not that one. This one. Yes. That one. Not that one. This one. Yes. That one. It then within seconds puts them all together reads them all, digests it all, and then kicks out an article based on all that content, but it's now written by quote unquote you, okay? Because it's just amalgamized all that information. Now you can take that writesonic.ai article and you can put it on your blog post or whatever. Um, this is really important for SEO. For you guys that are trying to get your websites off of page 11 on Google and you're trying to move up, if you start putting out an article a week that's relevant to your market, a great way to do that's uh, you know look at Google Trends, answerthepublic.com, and see what's trending in your market area. Then use that trend, whatever it is. Have Right Sonic write an article. It'll help you ri rise really quickly in the Google rankings. But let me go one step further with you. There's a system out there which I'm just starting to use called Eleven Labs. AI. Eleven Labs. What Eleven Labs does is absolutely kind of mind blowing. Is you feed it in some some um, recordings of your own voice, okay, your own voice. So you feed it in, you know, three or four recordings of your voice. And then you give it the article that Write Sonic's just written for you. It'll kick out an audio version which sounds just like you because it's an AI version of your own voice. And now you've got an AI version of that article in a voice uh, so that you can put out a something that people can listen to in their car or as they're driving around. You want to send it out to your database. It's pretty radical. I, I had my, my wife come in. I said, listen to this. And she listened to an article that I had done this whole process with. She thought it was me. She couldn't tell the difference between the 11 Labs version of my voice and what we had just created. So I could go on and on, but those are a couple of cool systems. No, dude, I love that. So the other thing that immediately came to mind was voiceovers for like social media. You know, trending right now, like there's so many, you know, of the, the reels are no longer as much talking head. And I feel like they're much like someone typing or like someone working out or whatever with like text over it, but you could probably do text or your own voice. And I feel like that would be a really efficient, super efficient way to crush some content. 100%, 100%. Okay, 11 labs, I'm looking it up. I, I look up all these things, by the way, like you're talking and I'm like looking up all this stuff <laughs> to add to my own business. Um, how much, I can't find it. How is it, is it free? Do you know how much that one costs? 11 Labs is super inexpensive. It's like 10 bucks a month. Um, I'll send, I'll send you the link after this show and then you'll have it for your, for the audience. Oh my God. Perfect. And also, um, listeners, if you've gotten something out of this so far, I know you have head over to, uh, YouTube, make sure you subscribe and like this show and all of the shows just do it. 
Um, but also, before we hit record, you mentioned uh, the tool, a tool that you were going to share with our audience. What is that tool? So I've got what I call my dashboard for high performance. Um, you know, as we come into the new year, uh, and any year, and any group, any time frame, really, uh, the biggest challenge that agents have is getting lost in secondary priorities. So we have a goal set, but then, you know, life hits, you know, distractions hit, and we all get caught up in all these secondary priorities. So what we try to do with our top producing agents that I coach and brokerage owners that I coach, team leaders that I coach, is we say, how can we keep you focused on true priorities? And the way we do it is through a daily dashboard, which is basically um, a, a management tool so you can manage your time and how much time you're investing in lead generation and all the kinds of lead generation that you possibly could be doing. We measure the time invested and exactly what you're doing. And then the results, we're measuring you know, how many appointments did you set, how many escrows you created, how many listings you took, how many buyers you put in the contract. And we're also saying, did you update your CRM? Have you updated your social media? Have you updated your website? So it's all one page. And you can just have this on, your, on the top of your desk. So you, you have this all week long, you're tracking performance. As Jeff Bezos tells us, if you can't measure it, you can't improve it. So you've got to be able to measure performance if you want to get better. Anybody goes to the gym and you're working out, you can't just walk in and just kind of wing it. You got to have a plan. You got to have a workout schedule to continue lifting higher weights, more reps. Same thing for us in real estate. You know, the, the fundamentals matter. You know, the path is in the math. So you got to actually have some numbers behind what you're doing. And so that's what we use the daily dashboard. I'm going to provide a copy to uh, the audience here. So we'll have you guys will be able to get a copy of that, use it and run with it all year long. Mm, perfect. And listeners, you can go to realestaterockstarsnetwork.com and find our toolbox and it will be uploaded there for your use this 2024. Okay, Jim, you mentioned a little bit on uh, SEO. Okay, and to bring it back, like I'm zooming out again. In the beginning, I asked, what would you do differently in your business or what would you do in your business if you had to start over today? And you talked about tech, you talked about lead generation, lead magnets. So we have the leaning on technology to generate leads and um, bring them into your business. Got it. But in regard to SEO, would you do that starting out? What are you doing for SEO? How important do you think it is for an intermediate-ish real estate agent? All the thoughts. Well, SEO, I wouldn't spend like hours and hours on SEO. SEO is as simple as making sure that your website is updated weekly. So if you just say, you know, I'm going to spend 30 minutes a week or 15 minutes a week even on improving my website and really my whole digital footprint. I want you to think about your digital footprint. So you have to be uh, a little bit, um, you know, we would think it's egotistical, but it's not. We just got to be self-aware and we need to Google ourselves once a week. When we Google ourselves once a week, see what comes up and say, what's one thing that came up that needs to be improved? It could be my the way my profile is written. It could be that I haven't updated my photos in 10 years. By the way, AI solves that, guys. All of you should have a new AI photos done. Every one of you can load up a bunch of AI photos into an AI system, and it will kick out 160, 110 pictures of you. If you go on my website, eRealEstateCoach.com right now, you'll see every one of the pictures that's on there is not really me. It's an Dude, AI get, version of me, wow. which looks way, looks way, way better. Right? Okay, wait, wait, so, where do I go for that? Do oh, you have like so a favorite? Um, I know. I, I, there's literally like 20 places. Dude, um, and they're changing every day. There's always something new. So it's really like overwhelming. Are. That's why I'm like, I, what's your favorite? So I just don't have to look. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'll send you the one I used. I don't have it off okay. top of my head, but I'll give it to okay, you so cool. you can put it in the show notes. Dude, perfect. Um, Thank you. That's one thing is just improving and updating things. But also, like I was talking about the blog posting on your website, really important. And let me just go deeper than this. When you, If you really want to improve your SEO performance and 
you always want to think, how can I replicate my work? In other words, how can I take one thing that I've done, one piece of content and make it work for me in multiple spots, right? So let me give you a couple ideas here. It will help with SEO, but it'll help with lead gen as well. So you want to think hyper-local and you want to think about how can I differentiate myself from the competition? So hyper-local is going to help you with SEO, but it's going to help you differentiate yourself as well. So I, I, I was coaching a, a gal in the Midwest, and I'll just give you an example of this. She landed in a city in the Midwest because her husband got transferred. Top producing agent in another area, but zero when she moved to, right? So as we started talking about how can she build her business, we said, let's go hyper-local. I said, go to tripadvisor.com. Look at the 10 things that it recommends somebody do if they move to your city. And so she did. I said, now go to each of those locations and record a video about that thing, right? Hey, I just moved here. I just, I'm searching things to do. I found this amazing park. Check this out and walk you through it. She created a YouTube channel around the hyper-local you know, experience of living in that community. Not about her. It's about living in, in fact, that was her title, living in blank community. And now she links that to her website, right? She Then she takes that same video, puts it out on social media, all of her channels on social media. So she's using the content in multiple ways, right? And she went from zero, by the way, just as a side note, to $10 million first year in just doing that. By the way, how did that happen? It happened because people would land on her website and because she's using a pixel, right? Everybody should have a Facebook pixel and a Google pixel, basically the same thing on your website, which then allows her to remarket to those people over and over again. That's how people follow you all over the internet, right? Again, it sounds complicated, super simple. If you if you YouTube how to put a pixel on my website, it literally will take you 10 minutes and it's absolutely free. There's no reason every one of you listening should not today have a pixel on your website. So that's you know a simple kind of process that she went through to create some SEO content. Let me give you one more AI, AI tool really quickly on reusing content. I use it every day. It's called repurpose, repurpose.io. So repurpose.io, here's what it allows me to do. I shoot one video and I use my cell phone, by the way, and I use a little, uh, I don't have it here, but a little camera, I have a little audio thing. Use my little thing here. Very simple, nothing complicated. I load that up into Dropbox. And then what repurpose.io does is it reaches into Dropbox, pulls it out, and then it will push it out to every place I want it to go. LinkedIn, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, all my places. I don't have to go repurpose it all. It does it for me. About 20 bucks a month, by the way. Dude, you knew, you knew I was going to ask. And, and it's funny <laughs> that you said the thing about the pixel because I like had the question wrote, wrote down, like written down of like, how do I, what do you mean pixel? What do I, because, you know, I, I my husband is a marketing nerd. So he talks pixels and like retargeting and all the things. But I know that even, even a year ago, I wouldn't have had any idea what you were talking about. And, and actually, could we expand just a little bit more on, okay, they're going to, how do I put a pixel on my website? They're going to go to YouTube. They're going to figure that out. They're going to put the pixel mm -hmm. on there. But what actually happens after that? Like, what is the so pixel? So what's the pixel doing? What the pixel doing is you can think of it as, as just like a, it's watching, it's a listening post. And anybody that lands on your website, Facebook is like, oh, that person landed on the website and it remembers who that person is. So now when I'm doing, I'm creating a new Facebook ad, I create my audiences. And so I can have multiple audiences. So I can have my one audience that's 18 to 65 years old, has been looking at houses, you know, for the last two years or whatever, or last six months or last month whatever that is. But I can also have another audience that says people that have visited my website within the last 180 days, right? So now everybody that's visited my website 
is going to also see that ad, right? And now I'm going to stay in front of them. That's how people track you around the internet. And Facebook makes it really simple. It'll say literally that people that have been on my, my website the last year, last 30 days, last 60 days, last 180 days. Um, so that's that's a really simple uh, uh, way of using that. That's what's called remarketing. And let me let me go one step further for agents that want to take it up a notch is all of us should be working a sphere of influence. We should be building our CRM, our database of people. That database, I would say every month or two, I should take every email in that database. I should go over to Facebook and Facebook has a place that's called in, in Facebook ad campaign or an ad manager called um, audiences. And I'm going to click on audiences and it's going to have a place in there where I can upload my entire email database. And now it, it will market to that email database. So I can, I can do ads that's directly totally at my sphere of influence because I've created that audience. And I'm going to label it, you know, CRM or whatever. And so I can literally say, Oh, that's, I'm going to do an ad. I'm going to spend a dollar a day on hitting my CRM on a regular basis. Cause here's the actual numbers. When you do a post on your business plan, your business page, or even your personal page, only four to six percent, four to six percent of your audience will see that. And these are people you think, oh, they're going to, hundred percent of people are going to see it. No, they're not. Very, very few are actually going to see it. So that's why I need to do some remarketing to really put some stuff in front. Of when you do that, is it um, when you're uploading your entire email database to you know the Facebook audiences? Is that local only or hypothetically these people are all over the country all over the world does it work worldwide or is it only because like location specific because that's where you're running the ad no it's uh you you can you can certainly geographically zone your ad and say i want only people that are in this geographic zone but for remarketing ads where i just want it to be in front of my sphere of influence only i would say it's worldwide you know you don't you don't want to limit it geographically because you it's only going to put it in front of those specific people Okay, Jim, I want to talk about all of this forever, but I know before we hit record, we talked about buyer representation changes. And I know that's a yes. hot topic. People are interested. I would love to hear your opinion on what has happened slash what the future holds. So with the lawsuits, I've been teaching a lot of classes with this uh, and a brokerage owners and team leaders are looking to have a class and be happy to teach it locally for you. But What's happening is even if the lawsuits haven't really impacted your market yet, there is some danger for brokerage owners and, and even MLSs to say, it's not going to hit our market. It is going to hit your market. Every market in America will be impacted by the brokerage lawsuits that are happening and, and the buyer representation lawsuits. And there's almost a new one filed every single week now. And there's it's just going to be massive change. So what happens is it's not about whether it's hitting your market or somebody's being sued in your local market. Here's what Here's what it's about. It's about a seller that's watching the news or reading the Wall Street Journal or the New York Times or Time Magazine where all this is being talked about. And suddenly they say, when you go out to take their listing, hey, I just read an article that says I don't have to pay a buyer agent commission anymore. Is that true? Now, you might be a great agent and you might be able to say, yeah, it's true, but it's not in your best interest. And you might be able to overcome that and you probably can. But here's the problem. The problem is that there's a ton of agents in your local market who are super weak. They're desperate. They're clinging to life. They barely have any transactions and they'll take it in any listing at any cost. They don't care about paying a BAC, a buyer agent commission. So they'll get their two or 3% on their sell side. And then they'll say, let's just put zero on the buyer agent commission side. We're seeing this across the country, by the way. So now doesn't matter how strong I am as, a, as an agent. When I start to go out and show buyers homes in my local market, now I might see a couple two, three, four, five listings in, of the listings that I'm showing that are zero BAC. 
what am I going to do? I've got to now have a conversation with my buyers and say, well, guys, of the 10 listings we're going to look at today, two of them are not offering a buyer agent commission, which means I'm going to have to ask you to write me a check at closing to pay for my services because the sellers in this case are not paying for my services. This is the big transition that's going to happen in our industry is that we are going to have to start, start treating buyers like we treat sellers and buyers are going to start writing or signing buyer representation agreements to make sure that we get paid. And that's a whole big, massive conversation about how we deal with that. I'm going to tell you three quick things that every single agent in America should do. Number one, you have to have a buyer representation presentation. In other words, you have to have just like a listing presentation. You need a buyer presentation that outlines your value. Why should somebody ever write you a check for ten, twenty, thirty thousand dollars? So buyer presentation. The second thing you need to do is get really, really familiar with buyer representation agreements in your market area. Every market area has one, just like a listing agreement. It's something a buyer will sign that says you're going to get paid a fee if they buy a house and the BAC is not being offered. And the third thing is you got to get really familiar with handling the conversation around commissions and not be afraid of it, but be somebody that's really strong and confident in presenting why you're worth what you're worth. So literally this is like a three hour conversation, but that's my five minute version of that. <laughs> I want more. I want more. Actually, and speaking of that, people who are listening, you just dropped freaking bombs after bomb. And, you know, in my, <laughs> you're also like 50, what did you say in the beginning? You're 54. A, you're a silver tsunami, I think was silver, the word. Silver tsunami, that's right. Yeah, and, and most, you know, silver tsunami, they don't keep up just as well as you do. I mean, you are very impressive with all of your cutting edge technology talk, all so the things. Love it. So listeners who are dying for more, where can they go to find more of you? So if they want to jump in, uh, we have a, uh, we're on all the platforms uh, that you can imagine under e real estate coach. We've got a YouTube channel. We're on TikTok. We're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. Um, we've got a website that's e real estate coach. It's e like elephant real estate coach.com. I specialize in brokerage coaching and team coaching, but I also do a lot of agent coaching as well. So if you're a you know, brokerage or a team looking to grow, once you want to get focused on recruiting and retention and building profitability and culture building and system building and staff, love to have a conversation with you. And let me just, can I add one more thing? We just released a webinar, uh, which a lot of people might get interested in. It's called Rockstar Recruiting. It's a two hour, super intense, uh, free webinar. Everybody can get into over at erealestatecoach.com right on the top of the page. They can click it. They get a ton of ideas on recruiting in the market. It, I have to ask, is that a webinar jam? Is that a, like, we're thinking it's That live, is not a webinar jam. I did not do it as a webinar jam. I should have done it as a webinar jam, but I did not. <laughs> it's not too late, Jim. You could still I do can, it as I a webinar jam. I can redo it. <laughs> okay, perfect. Jim, I got a, just a couple of wrap-up questions. And sure. wrap-up question number one is, what's something cool that you've learned recently? The, th the thing that I learned recently is PTAO, which you just taught me. And I wrote it down. I'm going to use it in my next coaching session. I love it. Yes, dude, I'm happy. Okay, perfect. Love it. Um, Jim, what events are you going to in 2024, if any? Uh, well, I've been invited to speak at a ton of events. So I'll be, I'll be a featured speaker, maybe near you. <laughs> so I'm excited about that. Do you have any that you want to throw at us? Because I'm a self-proclaimed event junkie. Yeah, and... <laughs> so I'll send you a list because it's a long list and I'll send you a list okay. along with everything else I'm sending you. We're going to have great show notes on this one. Um, <laughs> okay, we already hit where people can find you. How can listeners help you in your or, and your business? 
You know, one thing they can do is if they if they know of a broker or a team leader that needs to grow, they may be having to be struggling or they just have some challenges recruiting, you know, refer them over to us. We, that's the best thing anybody can do at E-Real Estate Coach. We'd love to help. I'm passionate about helping brokerages grow. Last question. What did we not cover that you really, you know, you want to share, if anything? I would say that the number one thing that agents don't do that they should be doing is, you know, we talked a lot about technology and all the cutting edge things. Um, kind of back to your first question, what would I do differently as a, as a new agent is really stay focused and diligent with your, um, your sphere of influence. Your sphere of influence is the greatest asset you have and you got to treat it like that asset. And if I was going to come to you today and say, hey, um, what is the number of people that you have in your sphere right now? You should be able to tell me it's 122, it's 344, it's 825. If you can't answer that question, you're not in control of your business. So if you want to get in control of your business, get in control of your CRM. That's the one thing I would have talked a little bit more about today. Okay, well now I have one more question because you've okay. mentioned it several times. Um, do you have a preferred CRM for you personally? What's What do you think is the best out there? You know, there's a ton of them. I think the, the biggest one everybody's using right now is Follow Up Boss. I like Lion's Desk, uh, Follow Up Boss. I think um, those are the two of the, the big ones that I'm seeing people using right now. Okay, perfect. Yeah, my little curveball of a final question there for you. But <laughs> Jim, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Freaking so fun hanging out with you. Um, my pleasure. Listeners, make sure go follow him, share him all the love in the world, go to get his tool at realestaterockstarsnetwork.com and check out his website. All of his links will be in the show notes. And listeners, if you want to hang out with me and the owner of the show, we are The Shelby Show and Aaron Amuchastegui on the gram. Hit us with feedback. We want to know what you like, what you don't like, who you like, who you don't like. We want it all. And guys, that is all we have for today. Thanks again for coming on the show and Real Estate Rockstars. Thanks for listening. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.